I want to I want to dig out. How many how many learned something last? Anybody learned something last week? Amen. Tell me what you learned last week. Come on, tell me something uh, a little bit. Now now let me say this. Um, um, oh, that's not where. Okay, okay. Tell me what you learned first, and and, and then and then I'll. I'll talk to you a little bit about something I need to put on your mind a little bit. Signs of times, tell me. Okay. So the list that we look at looked at last week, the world actually makes songs about it. The, the world glorifies the signs of the times. And what, what scripture was that? Anybody remember the scripture? Second Timothy? Three and what? All right. And, and just from verses one all the way to verse, um, all the way, well, actually just the whole, the whole chapter really. Right, so the list that we looked at last week, we started off talking about the signs that the Bible predicts that says that, hey, these are the last days that we're living in the last days. Right? Now I told you I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you about the different uh dispensation. Remember I used that word, uh different rule of time, how God was dealing with man at each period of time. I told you that we are now in the what age? What age are we in right now? Yes, we are in the church age. So in other words, God is dealing with his people through the church. All right? Anybody else learned something? Tell me something else that you've learned last week that really blessed you or something that you've, you know, was new revelation to you, etc., etc. Amen. Anybody else? Tell me something you learned last week. Amen. About the signs of the times. Coming attractions. Amen. Coming attractions. Amen. Postmodernism, correct. Alright. So postmodernism, if you so so Bible study, you may want to take some notes because I'm going to be giving you definitions and things like that. Words that you probably never heard of. Uh postmodernism is the 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 time when Everything is, I'm going to put it like this, everything is digitized. Okay, art looks more evil. Uh, man, uh, the cloning, uh, you know, that type of stuff, you know. And so where, where I, I, wa- I was watching a, a, a documentary about uh, AI, uh, AI, artificial intelligence. They're saying that in 10 years from now, Think about this. In 10 years from now, those of you who have customer service jobs, you may not have it. Because what they're saying is that they're training these computers to actually learn phrases. And when you ask a question, they'll answer you. So that's a postmodern time. Man is actually relying more on self than on God. Postmodernism means they're putting that they're, they're not relying on a, on anything other than self, right? And it's a deeper definition, but that's a layman's definition for you to understand it, right? Here's the other thing you need to know about postmodernism. Postmodernism uh, also uh, it, it it actually it 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 changes what it means to be uh, a Christian. Okay, um, it changes ideas and ideologies, and that's why you see things happening the way it is now, even in church. All right, I never thought I would ever see things the way it is now. Right now, but this is not new. Yes, you had a question. Go ahead. Doctrine of separation, right? Right. We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, and we have to separate ourselves from the world, or else we will adopt 
a worldview that's not biblical. Write that down. Your worldview is the lenses that you use to look at life. All right? Now, I'm just not just talking to you about revelation. Listen, I told you, after chapter 4, nothing there is for you if you're a true believer. Oh, come on, say amen. Aren't you glad? How many, how many are glad that you're not going to be here? Oh, come on, somebody. All right? I don't know how I got our way over there. <laughs> I didn't hit the button a thousand times. All right? And so I told you that the Bible prophesies of many events that will occur in the end times. Now, so there are, what I, what I showed you last week are moral signs. Okay, those are the moral signs of what man will be like. Isn't it crazy how, you know, how the scripture tells us something and then, and then you see it actually happening? Right? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Like, does that not convince any of us that the Bible is real? The Bible predicts it to the T. Reckless. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure, all this stuff. But I want to look at this other list. We kind of, I had to jump over this list because I ran out of time, okay? Uh, uh, I want you to go um, to first, Second Timothy chapter 3. And where was I? Where was that list at? That was a list here I saw. Uh, let's see. Go to chapter 3. And look, 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 look at... Uh, Look at verse 12 for me. And I want you, I, and the reason why I want to do this is because I want to help somebody tonight. Amen. I want to help you because I want you to know that there are times when you are living right. Well, let me put it like this. Imagine living in these last days, which we're living in, right? With this, with, with boastfulness, arrogance. Um, lovers of pleasure, uh, you know, all this other stuff, right? And you're, asked, and you're asked to live a certain kind of way. You're asked, God is asking you or God is commanding us, listen to me real good, to live godly. And here's what the world is going to do. The world is going to make you think that living godly, right, is hard. Or living godly means that you're not going to get what you really deserve. But look at this text. It says, indeed, verse 12. This is after the list, right? All who what? How many of you desire, desire? Now, the word desire there, the word there is uh Theol in the in the Greek, and that word simply means willing. You have a desire, you have a willingness, or it actually means to wish. All who wish and all who are willing. Here's the thing: in the last days, you and I will be pulled to the list. There's something inside of you. The flesh, let me say what it is, that's going to pull you to be disobedient. To just want to just throw in the towel and say, you know what, forget all this. Because it seemed like ever since I've tried to live godly, what's happening? What's happening to me? Huh? Huh? To... No, well, what's happening to me is I'm getting the raw end of the deal. See what I'm saying? I don't see what other people are seeing. I'm living right, but every time I turn around, somebody always in my face saying something about me. I'm, I'm always the one being overlooked. But the Bible says right here, look what it says. Indeed, all who desire to what? In what? See, here's what I believe. I believe that some of us are trying to live godly by ourselves without instructions. Come on, somebody. Without direction, without counsel, 
without the word of God. He says those who desire to live godly in what? Christ Jesus. Let me break the news to you. Ain't nobody picking on you, saints. It's the sign of the time. What's the sign of the time? Those who desire to live godly will be what? Persecuted. You wonder why they're picking on you at the job. Why your marriage can't get right. Why your kids ain't acting right. Okay? Because you're desiring to do something for God in a time that is tough. These are the signs of the times. Okay? But remember what I said last week. It's not for you to fear the times. It's for you to have faith in these times. And listen, you have to know when you're being persecuted. Are you with me? He says, he says, look what he says. He says, he says, you will be, it's an emphatic, you will be persecuted. But I want to help somebody with something to let you know that even though you may be persecuted, I want you to understand something, that persecution is not something you should fear. It should be something you embrace. Because persecution brings forth character change. And character change brings about patience. God takes your persecution... For living right and turns it around if you hold on just a little bit longer. If you hold on just a little bit tighter. If you stop having pity parties and say, God, I don't understand why, but I know one thing you said in your word that you're going to make me better. Are you with me? Hold your finger there and flip on over to John 15 real quick. And I want to help somebody with this because I need to know, need you to understand the signs of the times. It's rough. Okay? I, I, want, my, I want ministry to just be great. The, I, listen, can I tell you something? What I had in my mind about church and what I'm actually living is two separate things. And what happens is, a lot of us, we have an expectation that's unrealistic. And when it doesn't come to pass, we quit. But that's exactly what the devil wants in these times. In these times, Satan wants you to give up. He doesn't want you to live godly. Why would you live Why? Why would you live godly? Look at your neighbor. Your neighbor don't go to church on Sunday. He out there washing the car and the boat and stuff like that. And you're like, I got, I'm going to church. His grass is greener than yours. Yours all dried up and burnt up on one side. He always out there fertilizing his lawn. You know what I mean? Look like he's living an easy life. And here you are trying to live godly. Not trying, you're living godly. And it seems like every turn you, every turn you take. But you got to remember something. You're not of this world. Stop making your permanent residence here on earth. We are going to heaven, y'all. As a matter of fact, watch this. We may be raptured even now. We're waiting for the rapture. Okay? Remember the word that I said to you. A great slave, a slave is no greater than his master. Amen? If they persecute me, they will also what? What makes us so special? If they persecuted Jesus, Jesus said they persecuted you. Watch this. And this was the Pharisees, but watch this. In these times, ungrateful, unloving, 
haters of evil, haters of good. Watch this. These are the people now that's hating on you. Watch the text. Text says this, and if the, and watch this, and they will persecute you if they kept my word. They will keep. Will the, if if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. You see that he says, but all these things they will do to you for what? For my name's sake. Are you with me? For what? For my name's sake, because they do not know what. That's the reason why they'll do it in this time. I know it's a different context, but the point is that's the text says that's why they do this. Amen. And so, and so tonight, as as we go on, as we go on in this passage, uh, uh, in this understanding the times, I want you to now go. Uh, uh, let, let me let me let me do this. Let let me show you something. I I, I wanted to wanted to uh, wanted to do this here let me show you let me show you about the people in these days the signs of the times we saw the moral signs and then we'll see the uh the 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 the, the climate the, the the earth signs we'll see the signs like that we'll see also um supernatural signs you know things like that things that you've never seen before okay remember that pay attention to what's going on we're thinking people are killing people and all this other stuff. That's all part of the, of the moral signs of the times. It's getting worse. But what should you do? What should we do? Continue to live godly. But understand that living godly means what? It means responsibility, right? Are you with me? Oh, come on and help me somebody. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. And let me show you what the problem is with man. Okay, so what we have here now is we have that the earth has been replenished uh, by a flood. We have now a new people. God was so angry and upset with the people that he caused a flood. And guess what? He wiped everybody out. But the one thing you can do, you can wipe some evil out. But unless that person changes in their nature, unless they come to know Jesus Christ, you can't wash evil off of you. Okay? You cannot wash evil off. Here's how you get rid of evil. You accept Jesus Christ in your heart and you're changed. So God now has started over. Now the whole earth, the Bible says, used to use the same language and the same words. Are you following me? And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And what did they do there? They settled there. That they did what? They settled there. Look what they said. They said to, to one another, come. Now I want you to pay attention to the us. What he says, talking about the signs of the times. They said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they use brick for stone and they use tar for mortar. And they said, come, let build for a city and a tower Whose top will what? Will reach. Will reach where? And let us make for ourselves. Man is always trying to outdo himself. This is so postmodernism. This is the prototype for postmodernism. Where man wants to build stuff grander and greater than God. They wanted to build a tower that they thought could reach the third heaven. Why do you think they're building? Pay attention, Dubai. Let's take Dubai for a minute. That's postmodernism. 
I will never go to Dubai, ever. I don't care how beautiful the pictures are. I will never go there. It's man-made. You can go. It's fine. I ain't stopping. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. Can you imagine they took a desert? Come on, help me somebody. And they transform a desert into a vacation spot. That's what postmodernism looks like. He said, well, what's wrong with that? Because here's what's wrong with that. Because man in this time is trying to make a name for himself. He doesn't want to glorify God. He's not building anything to bring God glory. He's building things for himself. This is postmodernism right here. Watch the text. Let us make for who? Ourselves. What? A name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad the the whole face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. The Lord said, behold, they are one people and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And he says, and now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Now. There's a flip side to the story, and I want to help you with this to let you know that imagine if we all got together on the same purpose, with the same vision, with the same mind, can you imagine what we can accomplish? But see, they did not want to accomplish something for the glory of God. They wanted to accomplish something for themselves. These are the signs of the time. That men are building bigger buildings and they're building things that they feel like we don't need God. It's a terrible sign, y'all. Look at verse 7. God says what? Come, let us. That's the Trinity. Wherever you see a capital U, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Come, let us go down there and confuse their what? So that they will not understand one another's speech. So now, let me help you. Let me help you right quick, okay? So this is the first place in Scripture where you see tongues is introduced. This is the beginning of tongues. It's not sugar lugger booga booga. Oh, Shandalo, Baba. That ain't tongues. That's foolishness. Not even gibberish. Foolishness. Okay? So what we find here in Scripture is the introduction of language. The word babble means language. Amen. So now, this is how we end up with different races. Because each race has a different what? If you're from Sunnyside, you got your own language. You're from the North Side, you got your own language. Now I'm just playing. That's not a language. That's just hood talk. But I'm talking about a language. I'm talking about if you're Japanese, you're speaking Japanese. If you're African, you're speaking African. If you're eight, if you're uh uh, uh, if you're Italian, you speak in Italian. If you're from France, you speak in French. Okay, this is why God. This is why God distinguished and scattered the people because the people, when they got together with their depravity, watch this. They had no interest in God. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to build things. Watch this. That they could sit back and say, oh, look what I built. That's what it is. And so what did God do? So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the what? Of the whole earth. And they stopped building the city. Therefore, its name was called what? Babel. Because there the Lord confused The what? The language of the whole earth. And from there the Lord scattered them what? Abroad over the face of the whole earth. Alright? So that's where we come to understand about postmodernism. 
Okay? And one of the things that you have to understand about man is man is always trying to build something for himself. Alright? Why don't you go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now here is another, I'm, I'm, moving, str- I'm moving straight into uh, um, um, I'm going straight into um, uh, one of the major signs of the times as it pertains to the church. Alright, so let me, let me get my this thing work. We need a blooper video about the clicker. It was just working, wasn't it? <laughs> I must have pressed it too many times. All right, so uh, write this down. A-P-O-S-T-A-S-Y. A P. O S T A S Y. You pronounce that apostasy. Apostasy. Now, right this now you gotta know what an apostate is. So apostasy is a word that's classified only for Christians, a certain type of Christian. Apostasy. Alright? The apostate spirit did not show up until the church age. Uh, They were around But it really got intensified in the last days. You with me? So, an an apostate I don't think, yeah, yeah. An apostate I want to keep it right there. An apostate you ready for this? is a Christian that has fallen away from the church. Look around. (laughs) Just look around. You see... It's not by chance we have empty chairs in church. It's the sign of the times. Listen to me real good. I got to be careful how I say this. One of the signs, one of the major, major signs, along with the moral sign, is believers falling away by the droves. They have no interest in church. They got saved. They were in church. Y'all, y'all remember back in the day how church used to be? I remember how, I, and I ain't talking about the hype church. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about this modern day church. I'm talking about the preacher would get up there. He gonna hoop and all that kind of stuff, but the, we had church. Y'all remember, do y'all remember when we had church? I mean, remember, I remember that. Right? Wasn't it exciting, right? People would go to church. It was excited, right? And so, one of the signs of the times that we're living in now is apostasy. And that simply means the fall. So, when a person falls away, they move into a condition called an apostate. And, and what, we have to, what we have to do is pray for them that they do not die outside of the will of God or be raptured at that time and lose rewards. 
Whenever a person does not have a desire to be in fellowship with the church, they are called an apostate. So apostasy is one of the greatest signs for the church. Last week we saw the moral signs. This is the sign for the church. Look what it says. But, it's, but the spirit, it, uh, 1 Timothy 4, uh, 4, 8. 1 Timothy 4, 1, I'm sorry. It says this. It says, but the spirit explicitly says that in the what times? Latter times, not later in the in the later times <sighs> I love this church it depends on, it depends on where you're from some some say later huh okay yeah some some translation says later but if you in this church you should be reading the new american standard it said latter in the latter times, some will what? Some will what? Fall away. From the what? Paying attention. Watch why they fall away. They didn't just wake up one day and say, well, I ain't going to church no more. No. They're falling away because there's a strong spirit. Bitcoin got a demonic spirit in it. Amway got a spirit in it. Give me something. 4X got a multi-level mark, Mary Kay. Those are doctrines. I saw people, uh, they, Prime America, they went to this big old, they have, they have big conferences and they have big, Big, big events, and they they put uh, herbal life. They put the big flags out, and they they dance around and cha cha and all this other stuff. And here's the thing: there's no word, and they're not getting the word, and they're not living the word. It's a demonic spirit. In the last days, there will not just be a spirit. It'll be the text says what? The text says the doctrine of demons. It's a demon that pulled your boo out of church. Or won't let him come to church. Doctrine. Let me tell you, anybody know what doctrine means? The word doctrine, it means instructions and teaching. If you go to a seminar, you're being indoctrinated. I don't understand how people get caught. I do understand because it's a spirit of deception. But he says, look what he says. He says, he says, in the last time, latter times, they will pay attention. They will what? They will fall away. Fall away doing what? They will be apostatized. Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. Because they're paying attention to what? To deceitful, there it is right there. Deceitful spirit. It's a deceitful spirit. So in the last times, you and I have to be careful that everything that you say amen to, you got to make sure it comes from this Bible. And somebody's going to come to you and they're going to introduce you to something that's not of God. But it's going to look like the truth. It's going to sound like the truth. And if you think that right now, when we get into Revelation, watch this, in the fall, watch this. When we get into Revelation, let me tell you something, okay? That spirit is very prevalent at that time. So check this out. Imagine this. Boom, we're raptured and you're here. Some of you are here. Here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to run to church. Everybody's going to run to church that week. Matter of fact, they're not even going to wait that week. They're going to run that same day. Okay? But watch this. When they get there, right, the preacher that's there going to understand that he never really believed. Because he's still here. And all the good they did in the hood, it was done by a deceitful spirit. You know what the deceitful spirit is? Money. 
success, fame. That's a spirit. Apostasy is a strong thing. You do not want to ever become in a, an apostate where you start turning when it, turn, when it comes to the church, when it comes to learning God's word. Listen, it's a sign of the time. Listen, if you have no motivation to come and worship God, you got to check your spirituality. You got to check your faith. You got, listen, you ain't so tired. You get up for work. You get up for everything else. Birthday parties, uh, quinceaneras, you do, you do all that. But when it comes down to church, and let me say this. If you have kids right now, now is the time to witness to them. Because if they don't know Christ, they are going to live through that first seven, that's this seven years right here. See where it says seven years of tribulation? They're going to be living through this. I'm going to get to the rapture maybe next week. I told you, I'm only doing four weeks here. All right? Watch this. They're going to get through. They're going to, if, if they're not raptured, they're going to be here to go through seven years. The first three and a half years of the tribulation is going to be tough. Things that they've never seen. The weather is going to change. The earth is going to change. Half the sea is going to be gone. America's not even going to be here, by the way. Wiped off the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. But that's not your concern, right? You know what your concern is today? Your concern is to make sure that you don't ever become an apostate. That you don't ever think that because you're living right and living godly and you're going through, watch this, that trouble going to last always. Can I help you with something? You're going to go through some stuff because you need to go through some stuff to appreciate the stuff that you do have. Come on, help me somebody. Thank God for some of the troubles I have. Because if I didn't have those troubles, I wouldn't get on my knees. If I didn't have those troubles, I wouldn't praise God like I'm praising God. Without those troubles, I wouldn't focus more on reading my Bible. Why? Because when things are real good. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, deceitful spirits. Watch out for them deceitful spirits that shows up. Are you with me? Look what he says. And the doctrines of demons, teachings, like I told you. All right? When they have those seminars, they say, come to this seminar. Come to this. Come to that. Come. Come. We have free cookies. (laughs) Don't y'all get it? If you paid $99 to go to Vegas for three nights, do you not know you have to go watch the presentation? What, you think you're going to get over on that? No. you got to go sit there and watch it. And then they're going to try to sign you up. And then they try to get you caught up in some stuff that you ain't never decided to get caught up in. And then all of a sudden, you're trapped. Look at verse 2. He says, by means of what? Hypocrisy. You know what you know what the word hypocrisy means? You know what hypocrisy means, hypocritus? You know what it means in the in the Greek? It means to be an actor. You don't want to be an apostate actor. You know what an actor is? One who plays a role. When you come to church, you got your church face on. Hello, everybody. When you leave church, you mean as a mug. Just mean. You say one thing in church, but when you leave church, you mean something different. Hypocrisy. See, the signs of the times is... How you, how you get pulled into apostasy is by deceitful spirits, by doctrines of... Now, let me back that thing up and talk about the doctrine of demons. Let me tell you something. Demons are real. And let me say something about demons. There are different types of demons. There's money demons. 
sex demons, perversion demons, uh, demons that think they can outsmart everybody demons. Uh, all ki- and, 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 and a demon is an evil spirit. Let me tell you what a demon is. A demon is one of the angels that thought they were smart enough or strong enough or wise enough to go up against God and they got their wings clipped. And they got cast to earth, and now they're in, they are stuck that way forever. Demons. And their intent, you want, you, sometimes, you be, sometimes you walk into your house and you feel a heavy presence. Lord have mercy, y'all ain't trying to hit me. You walk into a restaurant, you walk into a place, you can sense that there's a demon presence. They're burning incense, smoking ganja, and that kind of stuff. There's an alcohol demon. There's a drug demon. And let me tell you something. What they want to do, they're not going to come to you like, I'm a demon. No, they're going to get a nice little brochure. They're going to get a little book. They're going to stand at the gas station. Y'all know what I'm talking about. At two, listen, at five, listen, I ain't never seen so much dedication. Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen a Jehovah Witness? And they will, st- I remember when I used to work at Metro, I used to get to the gas station at 5 a.m. She's, the lady standing out there giving out magazines at five in the morning. I said, what dedication? And in the kingdom, in the church that preaches the truth. We can't even get up for Sunday morning. We can't even get up for Tuesday, Wednesday night Bible study. I'm not just dogging people out, but I'm just saying like, like we, we, we who are under grace, we got a lazy spirit. Seriously. And not only do we have a lazy spirit, but here's the thing. We're abusing grace. Because whatever God asked me to do, because he saved my soul, because I'm going to be in that number, raptured up, guess what? What you want me to do, God? But in the last days, you got to pay attention to what? Deceitful spirits. The doctrine or the teaching, so you got the Jehovah Witness. And be very, 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 very careful of the black Israelites. Okay, they're going to try to tell you that black people come from ham, jam, and peanut butter and jelly. Don't get caught up in that spirit. They're going to pull you in. And let me tell you about them demons. Them demons are so strong, they'll pull you in. If they give you a gas card, don't take it. Okay, that's, that's the way in. That's the way in. That's the way in. Like, shoot, gas card. I, right now, I need a gas card. They're getting you. And then all of a sudden, they're showing up at your house every week trying to teach you stuff that ain't about God. When you go off to college, same thing. Let me tell you about them college campuses. When you get involved in them fraternities and stuff like that, Lord Jesus, Lord, I know I got some people who are involved in fraternities, and it ain't all that bad and all that kind of stuff. Anything that's a secret ain't of God. Are you with me? We got the uh, the Masons. Stay away from that. Okay? Anything that does not want you to be in the light around everybody is the doctrine of demons. Are you following me? Now, if you're in it, you're too late. But, I mean, that's fine. As long as you come to church now. So these are the these are the what apostasy. These are the signs of the times. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. It says by means of what? By means of what? Here their means. This is their. Watch this. First you see their mission. Now you see their means. The means is what of hypocrisy of what liars what seared. Now that word seared means to be marked in their own consciences as a what as with a what branded eye. He says in verse 3, he says, men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining, don't eat pork. Man, give me that pork. 
I don't eat pork. I'm I'm pestitarian and Mediterranean and Siberian and Cybronics and all this other stuff they got out here today. You understand what I'm saying? It's all right. Listen, let me say this. Jesus said he declares all things good. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have a choice, if you want to be vegetarian, and that's something different, but I'm talking about men who tell you you can't eat certain foods, like the Muslims. When I was a Hindu, we didn't eat beef. The cow was holy. I'm like, how in the world? Now when I, you know, now I'm saved and I got a good mind. Like, how in the world was I actually seriously thinking a cow was holy? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I was gonna make a joke about that, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But when you when you when you're deceived by the doctrine of demons, they'll make you think a cow is holier than God. See, there's some real stuff happening out here, saints, and you and I are blessed to be rescued out of that. Aren't you glad that you're not caught up in some mess like that right now? Watch watch what he says. Forbidding marriage. This is what Jim Jones did. This ain't ain't just been happening. Y'all know who Jim Jones is, right? Everybody know who Jim Jones is? Okay, Jim Jones was a man who, who called himself an evangelist. He took a thousand people over to Guyana. They built their own little city out there, right? And then when he, he was having sex with all the girls in there, okay, forbidding them to marry but him, he married half of them. Having sex with little girls. And then when he got busted, He had all of them to drink poison and they all died. What kind of madness is that? Who in their right mind would, you would say who in their right mind would follow somebody like that? But a demon spirit is so strong in these times that they will pull you in and all of a sudden you done lost your mind. Everything your mama done taught you, everything your daddy done taught you will leave you if a demon gets hold of you. Doctrine of demons, hypocrisy, deceitful spirit. Watch this. Trying to get you to fall away from all of this. Boy, I tell you, it's real out there, y'all. It's real out there, y'all. Watch the text. The text says what? Any, any, let me say this. Anytime you're part of something and they talking about you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that, it's a cult. Because where there's love, there's freedom. And God knows this, that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And guess what? When you fall, you get back up. You don't stay there in your mess. Are you with me? When you get into the pig pen of life, oh, I thank God for grace. When I was a Hindu and I was living in that mess, listen, I was deceived. I was born into it, but I was deceived. And I really thought I was going to heaven. But there's only one way to heaven, y'all. As a matter of fact, I want to be raptured. I wish I had somebody. And that one way to heaven is believing in Jesus Christ, but don't take that for light. Some of us take that for so light, boy. We, I'm saved. Now, here's the thing. The Bible says if you're saved, there should be some fruit on you. The evidence that you have given your heart to Jesus is the fact that you are bearing fruit. You're following him. But anything that causes you to abstain from certain foods and certain kind of marriages and all this other stuff, you better, but look, but see, the devil knows this. He knows the words. So what he does, he comes in a different kind of way. Let's just have a small group conversation at Starbucks. Coffee on me. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting there, college, 
You sitting there and you listening. Man, that makes sense. That's logical. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's meet again next week. Coffee on me. And before you know it, we can't hear from you. You ain't talking to nobody no more. Come on, your family don't know who you are. Come on, somebody. Watch this now. You all wrapped up in a thought pattern, and they have brain, not brainwashed you. They have demonized you. And that's a strong spirit, y'all. Watch the text now. Watch the text. It says, it says, it says, abstain from food, which God has what? So now this clears up your pork issue. Which God have cre- has created to be what? This is why you got to say grace. God says what? To be gratefully shared in by, shared in by those who believe and know the truth. Verse 4. For everything created by God is what? God created the food. Come on, help me somebody. But they're telling you, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't eat this. And the bottom line is this. Here's the bottom line, saints. The Bible says that everything God made was good, even ganja. See? But it's how it's used. Amen? Amen? Everything God made is good. But it's how you use it. It was used for medicinal purposes. You understand? And so whenever you fall into a situation to a group of people talking about they want to do this and do this and do that, understand this, that you are falling, you will start falling away from what you believe. That's what the devil wants to do. I want you to go to this scripture real quick, okay? Go to Matthew 24. Now, the Matthew 24 scripture is not for the believer today, but it's for the believer, it's for the believer that's going to be here after we leave. All right? So I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to take some questions and, and comments because I want to definitely get comments and questions here. Uh, we're going to get into the Matthew 24 real deep, uh, but but right now... Uh, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 24. Um, And verse 10, it says, At that time, many will what? See it? Many will what? At that time. Now, the that time that he's talking about, he's talking about after we rapture. So, okay, so let let me share this with you. I'm excited about this one here. Matthew 24 is really going to be the manual for those who are here after we leave. Read it when you get a chance. Some of the signs you'll see there will be, will be identical to the signs that we have now. The difference is the church is not going to be on earth. See, they won't have church then. Church age is over. Oh, Lord. You know what age we enter into? It's the age of tribulation for the Jew. Jesus is coming back to save the Jews. And if you're a Gentile, you happen to be here on earth, and you happen to get saved during that period, oh, to God be the glory. Now is the time for us Gentiles to be saved. Now, if you have an apostate in your house, you need to pray for him. Because they're going to live with a lot of regrets. You know what's worse than an unbeliever? An apostate. Why? Why? Because you know the truth. And how is it, Paul says in Galatians, have you allowed people to come in and just sweep you off your feet for a visa card? For a cash card? 
He says, at that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Verse 11, many false prophet, prophets will arise and will be what? And will mislead who? Many. I'll leave you here tonight. I'm done. But I say this on this chart. We are right here. This is where we are. And this is where we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to go. Let me say this. And I'll do a piece on the rapture next week. Here's the thing. Remind me. I got more signs. But I figured I'd show you the moral sign and now the apostate, the church sign, which is apostasy. That's why the church is empty today. Okay? That's one of the major reasons why I used to have, I don't want to call them good Christians, but they were Christians. They were in church. And all of a sudden, they're like, I'm done with this. It is because they have fallen to a deceitful spirit. And some of you are hanging on by a thread. But I say strengthen your grip. Stop holding on by a thread and strengthen your grip. Because when the, when the rapture happens, if you are here on earth, and you know what? You know what's crazy? Some of those who look like apostates, they never really believed. So therefore, there's a possibility that they will not rapture. And that's the signs of the times. Questions or comments tonight? Let's get it. Yeah, that period of time, he's doing it to give the Jews one more chance. They still do not believe now. So the first half of the tribulation, the 144,000 will be saved, and then they will be used to evangelize the world, to get other Jews back in. Yeah. Jews. It is, it's, it's strictly for Jews. Now, there will be some Gentiles. Some, uh, let me say this. Lord Jesus. The first half of the tribulation when the witnessing started starts, no one, about 99.2% of the people that live during that time, they will not die a natural death. They will die by execution, persecution, beheading, and that kind of stuff. So there's a slim chance, not even 1% will survive the whole seven years. Everybody will die a martyr during the seven years of tribulation. This is, we're up in heaven, so here's what's happening to us. We're standing in line. So there's a line for the preachers, and there's a line for the people. And we're waiting to go before what's called the Bema seat. B-E-M-A. Bema seat. The judgment seat of Christ. And we'll stand before him, and he's going to throw up on the screen your whole life. And he's going to show you as a baby. My daughter was asking, Daddy, is they going to show? Is everybody going to be able to see? Yep, everybody going to be able to see what you've been doing. As a believer. So the moment you gave your life to Christ, that's when it starts. The, 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 the tape starts going, right? Watch this. Your whole life will go through. And watch this. And here's the thing. Here's, here's, why, here's why I say to some of us, if you didn't serve God, you didn't get no rewards. All you're doing is getting in. That's it. So he's going to look at what you did in the kingdom. I, I, I needed hands and you were my hands. So guess what? Every time you showed up, to, to you weren't, I don't believe in volunteers. I believe in servants. So when you came and you served, you know, you, know, you served, that's going up on the screen. You're going to say, Myra, cha-ching. There you go. Here's your reward. Then what he's going to do is, while he's rewarding you, while, while he takes your works, right? So you're going to say, okay, you showed up and you did this. Watch this now. He's going to take it and he's going to take that, that work and he's going to put it in the fire to test whether or not it was quality or it was junk. Y'all don't understand. When you're serving God, this is holy ground. Justin, Lonzo, 
Brothers, when we can't find nobody to help, cut the grass. Cut the grass with a good mind. Don't be out there cutting up. What he's going to do, he's going to take that, he's going to put it in the fire, and then he's going to say, cha-ching. That's, that one act was worth rewards. Now check this out. After he's done rewarding you, he's going to say, okay, when the new heavens and new earth comes, I want you to be over this city. I want you to be a magistrate over this city. I want to put you over this. I want to put you over that. Because when you were in the kingdom, you didn't, you didn't falter. You didn't quit. You kept on going. You kept being steadfast. In spite of persecution, in spite of troubles, in spite of people talking about you, lying on you, doing all kinds of stuff. And God is now rewarding you for what you did on earth. So don't get weary. Don't get tired. Don't get fussed. Listen. If you have arms, tomorrow we need some help. Tomorrow we need help, y'all. We have a whole grocery store out here. We feed the whole community. We need some help. And when you show up, show up with a mind to say, man, where can I fit in? I can help fill up, put out stuff on the table. I can help do this. And when you're doing it, remember this, that one day he's going to reward you in heaven. And listen, listen. Would you rather be stuck in eternity poor or rich? But not that kind of rich. I'm talking about you have favor with him. That he will trust you to put you over a city. So while that's going on, while all that's going on, the preacher going to get up there and he going to be judged too. Oh yeah. And while all that's going on, on earth, guess what's happening? Tribulation. I mean, to the max. Stuff that you ne- you would rather kill yourself than live through. That's how bad it's going to be. But here we are. Going before Jesus. Now let me say this, by the way. Pastor. If he takes one of, one of your works and he puts it on the fire. And let's say he said, you had a bad attitude when Pastor asked you. And it burns up, you're going you're gonna to feel the loss. Now here's how it's going to feel. It's going to feel like you just lost your mama. The grief that you, because he's going to say, you should have did it for me. When you serve on that door, when you, when you come, listen, if people will really understand that this is holy ground, and when you stand on that door, when you serve in the church, whatever you do in church, you're not doing it for pastor. You're doing it for God. And he will judge you, but he will also not judge you. He will reward you for it. So, so listen, listen, listen to me real good. I don't want to scare you, but I got to put it out there. Listen, he will bless you on earth now and in heaven. All right, anybody else? So yeah, that period of time is for the Jews. God, God made a promise to Abraham. And he's going to see that promise all the way out. And he lo- and, and that's grace, ain't it? That from, from, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, he's given them a chance. That you know what that tells you? God ain't never going to give up on you. And if you're his child, you're his child. Here's the other thing. If you fall away from him, he will pursue you till you come back. Unless you reject him. And then he gives you over to what's called a depraved mind. To do what you want to do. Alright? Anybody else? Tonight. What you learn tonight? Hmm? Amen. Amen. You don't want to be an apostate. That's right. 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 It's it's so important when you, like, even as a pastor, right, I try to not take the light. 
That's why I don't like my name called and stuff. I just kind of try to stay on the sidelines a little bit because I know that if I shine, you won't see Jesus. You'll see me. A lot of pastors don't understand that. A lot of preachers don't understand that. Okay? And when they stand before God, I can't speak for them, but I'm going to speak for Derek. I hope that when I stand here every week, you understand what I'm saying? That my heart is like God is for you and not, not to be seen. Okay? Anybody else? Embrace persecution. Right. Not be in fear of persecution. That's right. That's right. Don't be afraid. Because some people do this. I feel like if I give all to God, uh, bad things going to happen. Yep, they're going to happen. It's going to happen. God didn't leave it a secret. But God's going to give you the strength to make it through the stuff. Listen, and remember, you're not being persecuted. The Christ in you is being persecuted. That's what it is. So when you see stuff go back, this week has been a, a, a decent week for us. But every week, I wake, every Monday I wake up, I'm not superstitious, but every Monday I wake up, I brace myself. Matter of fact, yeah, Monday we had some people. You know what? Ever since I stopped retaliating and stopped talking back to people when they talk crazy to me, it seemed like the more I be quiet, the more they talk crazy to me. So the devil trying to get me to think. Y'all ain't trying to hear. What I'm saying is, people, you know, I'm talking about we went to the place, talking all rough to me. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Now, back in the day, not back in the day, last week, Cause I'm trying to do better. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> y'all got the book? Did y'all get the book? Pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor, please. And see, like the more I'm quiet, the more they keep talking crazy to me. But you know what God shows me? The people that vex you are the people he's using to humble you. So they're a tool. So I'm I'm made up in my mind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk crazy. I'm not gonna reti- I'm not gonna come across aggressive. I'm gonna just be yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, because they're killing too many people. Right? And then when I get in my car, I don't even look to the right or left. <laughs> Today a guy came up on me and the windows were tinted out. I said. I ain't give no reason to look at me. Okay, because I know me. Do you know you? All right, then. And I want to live a little bit longer, amen, to tell the story. All right, so I struggle with some of the same things you struggle with. Amen. All right? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise then. Amen. What a great lesson tonight. All right? I know some people online chuckling. Amen. Man, so many people have taught this Matthew 24 the wrong way. But uh, we'll get it. All right? Anybody need prayer tonight? Real quick. I know we